Hi friends. Lifehacks 105, we are back again today with our favourite tips for a productive and efficient life. Me, Johnny and Yusuf are going through the most comprehensive list that we've done so far, ranging from how to shake hands with people to why a Muslim upbringing gives you an obsessional level of toilet hygiene, how to move through a crowd of people, and an awful lot more. Now, last week I asked if you had the time to share the episode with some friends, and I'd like to give a shout out to James McCarthy, who hijacked his company's internal intranet and sent the happiness podcast with Susanna Hallinan to a hundred people. So if you, I don't want you to do anything illegal, but if you do something cool like that and manage to share the episode on a big network, please let me know. Give me an Instagram DM or email it in and uh, I might give you a shout out next week, but thanks James, you've smashed it. Um, On the subject of Susanna Hallinan and happiness, the six-minute diary that I suggested on that, I keep on getting screenshots from people saying how much they're enjoying it. So in case you missed that episode, have a look at the six-minute diary on Amazon. It's my favorite way to keep up with gratitude and journaling, both of which are foundational skills that Susanna said science says are absolutely crucial to leading a happy life. So check them out on Amazon. I'm a massive fan. I use the product myself and I have done since the beginning of the year, even before I started the podcast. I couldn't recommend them more highly. But for now, it's life hacks time. Oh yeah, also, the show notes for this episode are incredibly comprehensive and I've tried to link as much of what we talk about down there. So if you want to do some further reading, some further learning, there's YouTube links, Amazon links, blog posts, and pretty much everything that we go through is linked in there. So feel free to follow that through if you want to learn a little bit more. Lifehacks 105, we are back again. Say hello, Johnny Newsif from Propin Fitness are here. So Life Hacks is the most requested episode that we do, and it feels like the lowest hanging fruit. I reckon we could just make another channel that's just Life Hacks. Definitely. Just do this full time. Although, Johnny, you seem to think you don't have any. No, no, I don't. I can talk about you can't why. see You can't see the wood for the trees, that's why. You, you are so optimised. So I, I don't agree. You've the groove too hard. Your threshold is low. Is too low for life hacks, though. So, so Chris had too high, too high. Yeah, Chris had a, a, a dairy product on yeah. his. Yeah, well, so, do you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, front right. Yeah. Do you want to open up, Scobley? Sure. So Johnny has my list. This is my list. I don't know what you haven't got your life hacks. <coughs> so with the, with the glass. I will. So I'm I'm going to start having to categorize these into like physical, digital, financial, um, and then different rooms. But my most recent one, which I'm so excited about, is a shatafa, which is an Arabic word for bum spray. Now, I got one of these fitted. <laughs> got one of these fitted in my bathroom recently. Fifty pounds, high pressure bum spray that just so right. This is the justification for a product like this. Everywhere east of here, everyone has a shatafa, but. If you, it, like, okay, if, if you get a bit of poo on your face, you don't just go, oh, I'm just going to get a bit of dry tissue paper and 
wipe it off a couple of times. There we go. That'll do. Like, you'd, you'd wash it with something and then you'd clean it. And so... What about if there was going to be more poo coming from your face all the time? Then you'd get some easy access spray that you can just hose it down and then go So I've it. seen the hose that you're talking about and the pressure that comes out of it is a bit terrifying. Yeah. Do, do you ever find if you're too central with the spray that you accidentally give yourself an enema? It's, it's feasible, yeah. Like you, you'd have if you're to, relaxed, if you're relaxed, if the, you pushed out. Yeah. What's the what's that? What's relaxing like that? What's this medical? Yeah, like if, if if you dilate your anus, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the question you, is, what is the how much ring tension does your sphincter have, and what what water pressure is required to pierce make it. the valve break? Yeah. Yeah. So for the, it to go, if you've got a loose pelvic floor, then don't. Yeah. Like then you're just going to fill up. I like, don't imagine you point it at your anus and press go, do you? Yeah, you do. But, Directly at your like, I've, I've got quite like good... Like a water balloon. So, so I, I think, like... If, like that girl out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that has <laughs> the blueberries. Violet, Violet, Violet Beauregard. Yeah. Not Augustus Gloop. Mm-hmm. He's your favourite, isn't he? You like Augustus Gloop. <laughs> but yeah, like, you, you can always pull the reducing valve down a little bit if it's okay. too much. Yeah. The other thing that I saw someone post <laughs> on a life hack, which I think is just... is just a standard thing, is they were like, oh, spread your cheeks when you go to the toilet. Like... Surely everyone does that. It's the same no one's as trying like, to squeeze one out from between clenched butt cheeks. Yeah, or like, oh, lean forward. Like, well, no one's like yeah. try and that. have a try and try and have a definitely don't try and have a shit at the top of a deadlift. Yeah, like, like it's so. I think some like I know I was saying your threshold's too high, but for some people, your threshold's too low. Mm. Well, so I, I would I would take your shatuffer, shatuffer, bless you, a step back. <laughs> So you can get um, antihistamines and stuff, you know. Um. So I was I was listening to a podcast that Shane Parrish did from the Knowledge Project. He's the guy behind Farnham Street, and um, on that they said the exact same thing that pretty much everywhere east of here they use moist toilet paper. Use moist that, toilet paper. That's my normal mo if I'm outside of Shatuffer zone. Is what modus operandi? Yeah. yeah. Wet to the toilet paper. What? Wet the toilet paper. You're totally right. You would not usually wipe something dirty with something dry. So that what I was saying about taking a step back, why, so you need, there's so much wiping required that you need a pressurized hose in your bathroom. Why not just green smoothies? <laughs> yeah. It's, so like, remove, remove the need. Have, have we talked about green smoothies? Yeah, we've done it. We've done it, but you haven't death. talked about, you haven't talked about um, why you shave your anus. I haven't in a long time. Cause Is it like, a, about it's it like a jungle it? down there now. <laughs> it's Poor so all of this is just it just comes from I I think a Muslim upbringing gives you an obsessional level of <laughs> toilet hygiene of anal hygiene <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because the more I think about that the funnier it is just thought yeah. of another one <laughs> anal hygiene it's, it's nothing to do with do you know, uh, I, I just want to just for a segue the last time I looked at Yusuf's laptop during one of these episodes is when we did Life hack fails, which never made it onto the podcast. But when I was reading his list, so it's one of the funniest lists I've ever read in my life. But one of the things it said was just joined a cult. <laughs> so if and you I want, really, really want to know, we're going to have to get onto that with life yeah. hack fails. If you want, if you want to hear the life fails one one episode, comment below and he'll do it because traffic, because traffic, because yeah. traffic. Right, coming back. Do you want to go? Blah blah. Do you want me to go? Um. Well, no, I, I, I'm. I'm reeling from the anal hygiene, to be honest. 
Okay, have have some time. All right. have, have well, think. so, so my really... my probably my, one of my biggest tips related to anal hygiene is, and this sounds so basic, but it's also a bit of a weird thing to say. But a lot of people talk to us about their pooing. Like I have a lot of conversations with a lot of people about their poo. And I suppose we we tell people what to put into their bodies, and yeah, so they and think what like, comes out is the is the product of that. The easiest way to just make pooing a brilliant experience, like set your watch by it, just up your green vegetables, like mm. 500 grams to a kilo of broccoli a day. And I guarantee you won't have any problems. You have to eat 500 grams to a, gr- a kilo of broccoli but a day. It's not that much. If you blend it down as well, like if you go to propanefitness.com broccoli forward soup. slash poo, there's an article on there. And sort you out. Wow. Top to two. Sort you right poo. out. So in fact, that's my tip. Fine. Okay. Because like it's overlooked, but actually... Like, pooing can be a really horrendous thing. What was the Kelly Starrett quote? If you wake up every morning with an erection, if you're a man, or you have a penis, wake up every morning with an erection and have a poo every day, then you're probably quite healthy. Physiologically, mm. nothing to worry about. Mm. And I, like, as as sort of metrics go, I really like that. But There's a, there's a just, famous, like, old doctor, you know, when doctors were like <clears throat> polymaths, Mm-hmm. And that says that has a quote like there is nothing no greater pleasure in this life than a good bowel movement. Mm. Well, so <laughs> I really agree, and it, it's also strange that anything making anything go out of you feels fantastic. And there's very few I can't think of a single exception to that. Mm. Mm. You want it out, just you? up up your green vegetable intake. So dark leafy green veg, broccoli, just add it into your diet. Should we move on from colon? <laughs> that was my tip. No, yeah, no. All I right, just, I think. Um, I like bum yeah. stuff. I like bum, such an bum, opening bum stuff. Yeah, fine. Bum it stuff. is an opening or a closing. Have you got any bum stuff? <clears throat> uh, no, I haven't got any bum stuff. So first one that I'm going to do is one that we'll bring you back to bum stuff. Everyone, yeah, we can do some more bum stuff. <laughs> everyone who follows me online will know, which is eat soaring. Not related to bum stuff. It will be. It will translate into bum stuff a, eventually. There's a bum consequence, isn't there? So soaring is the is the brand. Yeah. What what is soaring? So it's a malt loaf, which is a fruit loaf. Squidgy. Does Soreen make anything else? No. They just make malt I think they make it like a cake thing. Do they? I think so. I'm not sure. But we don't need to worry. You do not need to worry <laughs> yourself with anything else yeah. that Soreen make. All you need to be concerned about just is the, the apple and sultana and banana malt love. So good example of how much Chris likes this. We came around here to watch the CrossFit Games a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or at whatever point in the past whenever you listen to this. I bought a few sleeves of mini ones thinking like there's plenty to go around. I think we had one each. And then I watched a bit of the watched a bit of the games, went to get one. I'm like, Chris, where have they gone? And he's he's like, like I thought you'd finished, so I just by default just ate, ate the rest of them. <laughs> just wrappers <laughs> balanced <laughs> on my face. I've I've seen Chris put away large yeah, amounts of malt loaf. People it. get disgusted by the way that I eat malt loaf, which is fucking crazy. Because they're looking at me eating malt loaf like you would look at someone taking out an unsliced loaf of bread. And just <laughs> biting off the edge yeah. of it, which is totally not what's happening mm. at all, because it's very different. It's very mo- it's moist. It's like a dessert almost, isn't it? Malt you, loaf. You can slice it, butter it, and put it in the toaster, but it's, it's just um, unnecessary. So yeah. I think buttered malt loaf's fantastic. It's very lovely, nice. but it's you're just adding in steps to something that doesn't need to be made any better. So the best way to eat sorry, mm. first of all, the, the main advantage of it is it is impossible to get that much that many carbs into yourself that easily. No other food is that calorie dense in terms of carbohydrates. Honey. It's not food. 
Is it a trick? So like it's non, easy. Non- it's, like, it's, it's just it's, so it's, it's easy like to get it in. So you're like, right, oh, a, a block that's <clears> like that. Because you just go... <laughs> no, it's Don't more... It. It's like a tortilla. So you open it up, wrap it out, and then you just feed it out and then so if, if, you know when you're doing um, like silicon sealant or yeah yeah you push from the back yeah like or like a, print stick a polyfiller print yeah. stick yeah, yeah you, you just, just push it from so the back you, you can get a gun you could probably buy one from Wilco for potloaf <laughs> and just squeeze it yeah exactly and, and then it yeah it's like 120 grams of carbs in a, a single I mean anyone who's watching should know should be eating <clears throat> they should be eating sorry right now so mm. just on that note Obviously, everyone knows about the, the magical carb-fat combination that just makes food irresistible and mm-hmm. you can just keep eating it. So, mm-hmm. like, a croissant is the perfect example because it's so unfilling and you can just pound it. Especially if you add garlic it. to it. Really? So think of, like... Oh, so as in, like... I'm talking savoury, you're talking sweet. Not, not to a croissant. No, no, okay. oh, God, yeah. I see. Oh, God, God. So, so, yeah, salt, not animal. salt <laughs> makes Maniac. you less full from a fatty meal. So adding, which which makes sense. Like you add salt to chips and you can eat more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the other thing that if you if you're rice inclined, Iranian rice. You ever been to like a Persian restaurant? They'd have the rice with the butter on top and the saffron, and no. it's, it's really like becomes very slippery rice, and you can just, just put it away. Yeah, so, so this rice is quite dry, isn't it? Mm. Usually, it's natural form. There's something it? special. The, the magic that is saurine, I don't think it can... I don't think anyone really understands so, so how can, it works. Can you talk us through the flavours? Because there are some really So chocolate, nice chocolate's really good. Original, I'd just leave that. That's for, like that's too basic. You don't want to do that. I think that has to be buttered. Original. That's begin- mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. That's beginner. That's entry. You don't really need to start on that. Just go straight for the banana. All you want is banana. Don't fuck about with these like lunchbox loaves because you get started and then you stop. So just, you, you eat the entire... It's just not you enough, eat the entire loaf. Yeah, it's... I'd, if you need to gain weight or if you are uh, an athlete, or if you are a human being that requires sustenance by soaring. There we go. That's my life hack. So the, there's banana, there's like five fruit, which is very nice. Five fruit. There's apple, a, cinnamon. Apple, uh, apple sultana. Um, they did a blood orange and chocolate chip oh. that was a screen for special for, oh, Halloween. Oh, nice. for Halloween. I got hold of some of that. Oh, I've got I bet you stockpiled I've it. I've got a guy, yeah. Okay. I've got a guy at HQ. Uh, my, my life goal is to become sponsored by soaring. At Sorin at Sorin HQ. I think you can Instagram. easily get that. Man, if they can't I, have that many people after that. If I'm in here next on the next Life Hacks, Life Hacks 106, and we're all just wearing Sorin t shirts, <laughs> they'd be uh, yellow t shirts, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, bright yellow. It'd make you look good. Thanks, man. You look nice and yellow. Anyway, moving on. What's next? When when have Sorin worn yellow? Luscon. I, had, I, have, a, I have a yellow Enter Shikari t shirt that would nowhere near fit me now. Mm. I used to have a green Ford Russia t-shirt. Anyone hear Ford, Ford Russia? Russia. Moving yeah. on. Okay. Have Sorry. we talked about micro bags? No. Is this a In weird fact, thing? So th- this is another physical one. Let- let's move on to a digital one. Cool. So workingmemory.txt. So this is Carl Newport's idea <clears throat> of you have a permanent capture available on your computer with easy access at any time. So I always talk about like the the... Most people don't have a capture. They might have some way of sometimes capturing some things in certain circumstances, but they don't have a universal way to just... Something comes onto their into their general inbox, mm-hmm. into their awareness, and they have to do something with it, or just capture it down and then process it into one of their systems. This allows you, at least while you're at a computer, it's the equivalent of carrying a notebook around with you. So you'll be doing a task, something comes into your head or something happens, you're like, oh, I need to fix that. 
but you don't want to be derailed from the task that you're currently doing. So you open workingmemory.txt, dump it down in there, get back to what you're doing. Is it just like a notepad? It, yeah. So some people use a notepad file, you know, the app notepad, like mm-hmm. the proper old school Windows one. Yeah, or notes. I use, because, because I use Evernote for everything else, you can have a little elephant in the top of the taskbar, which you click on and it opens up like a unformatted bit of text. You can just dump ideas into there. Does it actually add it to Evernote though? You can, but I, I just leave it default. as... Yeah. Why don't you Alfred and then add it to Trello or... Yeah, so you can do that as well with Alfred. Um, but, but having something that like thought, mm-hmm. I need to get rid of... I mean, your first, the first ever one that we did on 101 was... Capture, capture. process. Have a so, capture and it also came back up on 103. There's so well, because, because capture, I've got a list of stuff for capture because mm-hmm. you need... Um, like that's why Toby is a capture for like your mate sends you Web a link. Links. Yeah, you're you're busy, you're driving, whatever. You just you want to put it into something and then yeah. Best capture. So the, my one of my biggest problems with capture is when I'm driving. So I'll be I'm driving and I'm like I've thought of something. Mm-hmm. What do uh, I do? Yeah. So now it's just hey Siri. That's good. Nice. So, got a train. So how do you do it? Make a note. You just say remind me to, and it. Okay, cool. Because you, you, like you only need like three words of a cue, right? And it'll bring it back. Yeah, it's which a is weird. Word. Yeah. Word. The only thing is, if anyone has any suggestions, because iOS 12 is coming out and they've improved the voice notes function and it syncs with Mac and all of that stuff, if someone can find a way to really quickly do a voice note... Swipe up from the bottom, add it to your... Uh, it's not as part... Maybe in the beta it's not part of the options there. So but, does it open the app when you do it from there? Because you can have it in your dock at your home, so you can swipe up from the bottom and open voice notes from there, but then you'd have to press and hold. Are you mm-hmm. talking about swipe up from the bottom and just press and hold? Yeah, and some, some way. Just I, I know that sounds really pedantic to minimize the number of steps to do something, mm. but... It would be like, nice. Yeah. Why? Well, you should use Siri more. Siri never... never. So, but you are using an iPhone 5C. You get... Yeah. You get but Siri improves the more you use it. That's the, the Hey Siri thing. See, there you go. She works it up now. It, 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 that's improved exponentially the more I've used it. There's hundreds of times where I'm lying there like, hey Siri, hey Siri, and nothing. And it, it just hates me. Arab. And your your phone gets me over in yeah. 10 miles. But, like, but having that as a, so that will work. That can be across the other side of the room. And I think of something. I have total, it, total capture. Works, have, have you seen Alexa? I don't yeah. think, so Alexa, oh. Google Home. They're um, awful. Shite. Yeah, so I agree. Absolutely shite. Well, Julian was having sex with his wife, and um, Alexa just went, boom, mm, that's nice. And he was like, right, I'm yeah, going to plug no, Alexa. Fuck that. <clears throat> right, Johnny, have you got one? Um, so this is a book recommendation. Is that allowed? Yep. Um, so I listened to, on rec- uh, by recommendation of Ben, if he's listening, um, a book called Living with a Seal by a guy called Jesse Itzler, I think. Not, not one of those seals. So th- this guy is like mega successful, uh, done multiple businesses. His wife created Spanx. Yep. So like very, very successful couple. Some fucking good genetics in that family, eh? Yeah. And he was like, right. right. So he, he was at a he was at a marathon or an ultra marathon, but it was a team ultra marathon. And there was, so everyone's there on a team. And there's a, he describes it as this massive black shredded guy who just did the whole thing himself. <laughs> And he's like, gets to the Fuck end you. and he's like limping and there's bleeding everywhere. And he finds his contact details, looks him up, realizes he's this like extremely decorated Navy SEAL. Is he the one that wrote the post about he broke like four bones in his foot? And it's not David Goggins. I don't it? know. No, no. 
um, so gets his details, rings him up and says, I want to pay you to just live with me for a month. And he's like, I'll do it. It's David Goggins. David Goggins. Who's David Goggins? The seal. Oh, maybe he doesn't reveal his name. It's David Goggins. He just calls him seal. It's David Goggins. David Goggins. Yeah. How do you know that? Because <laughs> the whole time in the book, he's like, I'm not, I can't say his name. I'm, if it's not David Goggins, uh-huh. then there's another guy that's done the exact same thing. Right. And got him to live there. Did he make him jump in a frozen lake? Yeah. Yeah, it's David Goggins. Not the author. The Navy SEAL is David The Navy Goggins. SEAL is David Goggins. <laughs> okay. And the guy that you're talking about, the author is called? Jesse Itzler. Jesse Itzler. Listen to, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, search Joe Rogan, Jesse Itzler, and you will get to hear the behind the scenes to that book. Shit me. Where he says exactly what it was like. like Inception. He made him jump in the... I'm just watching Johnny butcher Alfred. Why? And it's really upsetting me. Why did I butcher it? So he's, um, it, it's the equivalent of watching your mum, like, <laughs> type HT. What, because I did, I did Chrome. Chrome. I did Chrome and then use Google. Yeah. Yeah, it's just inefficient, isn't it? And then it? move the mouse over to the little arrow. But, so, it, was, but it was effective. I'm so, going to do... Hold, hold on. Okay. Well, I mean, what have you got the laptop out for? To, to check it was Jesse Itzler. Yep. So the reason that that's a good book yep. is you realise... So the whole time the guy's like getting woken up at 4am and made to run nine miles and then... So did he pay this man to just... Yeah. David Goggins. So the, only, Goggins. the only condition is that he has to do everything that he tells him to do. Mm-hmm. So he, he builds him up to the point of doing a thousand push-ups in a day. He's making him... He, running in the snow. It's awful. A thousand push-ups a day is not that, not that bad, actually. I mean, I'm... I'm it's like every like, 20 minutes you need no, to do a little set. Every hour you do 100. I think... For, it's, for an untrained you're, person. You're not factoring in the, the cumulative fatigue by the time you've done like 800. So I've done the Armstrong program where I was doing <laughs> 400 a day, like in the morning before I went okay. to work. And that was... Did you, you went up, to work with an unbelievable chest pump, yeah, didn't just you? Like, did you build up, you built up to 400 I, a day? I did, yeah. Like so the, this guy's going from scratch. This yeah, is from from day, zero yeah. to 1,000 a day in about in a month's time. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so the, the, the point is, I think so many people, we get so many people saying like, oh... Um, I can't do that because I'll overtrain or I can't diet like that because I'll, t- I'll be too hungry or like yeah. I can't wake up early because it's too difficult. You listen to this and you're just like bollocks to that. Like this guy's getting woken up. Like he, there was one thing he did where he made him do, he made him go for a run every two hours yeah. for 48 hours or something. Yeah. And he was, including sleep and stuff. Yeah. yeah every he wakes him up every two hours <laughs> and he like goes in to get the David Goggins, but he calls him Seal, which I think is better. I think you've ruined it for me actually. Sorry. Goes in, goes into Seal's bedroom, and he's sleeping in an oxygen chamber that he's created in this guy's flat. Why? And just because we've got to be ready for anything. Oh, I see. Like, so, it's, this whole philosophy. So you know, is, I, I was giving it the big one, the big one about all the like push-ups, but actually running every two hours, even if it's hundred meters, no way. Mm. Just so then he goes, he makes him get not. into that icy lake, and he like it, it turns out that the lake's a lot colder than they expect, and then he has to run up a mountain like. You just, I, I sat and thought about it, like, I'm such a little bitch. Yeah. Like, this guy's just got into Navy SEAL training for a month. Sounds like a great book. I'm going to, I'll get a hold of that then if you'd... Uh, that's cool. And then, the, so that's the, that, the take home is, like, I think he says at the end, um, how do I get back to it? I don't know. The, te- the, take note, the take home is, like, your body will adapt to pretty much whatever you throw at it. Yeah, the see. hard thing is getting, putting yourself through that process, which is why you need accountability. And I think, I think accountability and, um, someone to direct you mm-hmm. is the main take or the, the main missing part yep. of what most people have got. Yeah. Like for instance, recently I've started 
on programming from Warrior Programming for CrossFit as part of my rehab, and I haven't missed a single day. Like up until now, I've always missed days of training, but I know if I miss a day of training that it's going to pop up on Fitbot to my coach. Just and he's, on his laptop. he's going to go on his brand new laptop. Get someone, someone get something. <laughs> what? It's not even anywhere near the. It's just on the metal. I know, but it's not my laptop. Anyway. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right, so I am going to do uh, swipe right on Spotify. So if you use Spotify on your phone, this is unbelievable, and I only found out about it by accidentally doing it. So if you um, go on to open up Spotify, browsing through tracks that you want to play, if you press and hold on a track and then swipe to the right, you'll add it to the play queue. Johnny's doing it on the album art. (laughs) Fucking <laughs> dear me, dear me. Yeah, swipe right, swipe right to add to a queue. And what's really cool is you can start a playlist, so you can be playing through a bunch of songs. I'm swiping left. It can be. Cued. There you go. So that'll wow. play next, and then it'll jump back to the playlist you're in. So let's say that's the, lovely. I hate having to interrupt it. Yeah. So let's say that you're listening to an album, and you're like, "Oh, I'm listening to Bring Me the Horizon's new album." I really fancy just having three songs from Misery Signals and one from Yumi at six in there. Quickly jump out, search, swipe, swipe, search again, swipe again, and it'll play those in order, then jump back to the playlist that you're in. And it's like, that is, especially for training, it's like making a miniature playlist immediately. Mm. And then if you've got your saved songs, you can create a little order of them by doing it that way as well. It's really cool. So yeah, you should swipe right on Spotify. Swipe right on Spotify, man. Okay, so back to a physical one for me. Micro bags. I can't remember if we did this in 103, but these are BPA-free, so bisphenol A, which is one of these plastics that secretes, that releases uh, estrogen. Um, So you don't want that. It's really really angry and it sometimes gets (laughs) passive-aggressive. In a sort of cyclical nature. Yeah, yeah. 28 days. So so don't, um, you want to avoid that. These bags don't have it. You put vegetables or chicken or whatever in, could be frozen, could be room temperature, whatever. You pull off the little sticky bit, fold it over, put it in the microwave, and it microwaves things to tender perfection within two minutes, three minutes. So you could take chicken, and because it it's a semi-permeable bag, so you can put it on a plate, and it fills up with steam that's inherent in the chicken, and then like pumps in and out, so it keeps it circulating, cooks it through evenly, makes it really tender and it's just the best way to cook how much are they they are like three pounds for 200 something like that so like i bought i bought a block of them last year and i've barely used half of them so far that's really good bloody excellent that's awesome so so something i do is just like i'll put in some like a block of frozen ginger some chicken thighs some veg maybe a bit of spice or something fold it over put it in the Thing so it's like a it's a it's a fast slow cooker, yep. Lovely tender chicken, nice. That's good. Blood, you you're one? the first person that told me that you could microwave chicken. It's it's a I scary never thing. You could. Oh, so yeah, you can't microwave chicken on the bone because yeah. something to do with the way that bone reacts Effects with the thing. Do. Yeah, it it doesn't cook the meat around the bone. You can oh. only use boneless chicken when you microwave. There you go. That's you've got two for one. There we go. Don't microwave boneless chicken. Yeah, man. Oh, well, actually, that you can microwave chicken, but not boneless. Three for one. <laughs> um, have I mentioned my coffee machine? No. Do you remember? No. 
So this was I'm stealing as well, but this was mentioned. This was recommended to me by someone else. Um, that it's a really cheap, it was it's forty quid, which in the context of like a coffee machine is not very much money, mm-hmm. and it's just a drip filter coffee machine. What's the brand? Uh, I think the like pod coffee machines are like seventy to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the brand. I can get a link for the Fine. show notes. Show notes below. Um, but basically, uh, it's a cupcake filter which is metal mesh so there's no like you don't have to get the paper filters yeah okay and it's got a some like a special name for the thing that it's very similar to the thing you've got in the office okay yeah, yeah, yeah. um but just having that on a timer for 6am is has been a massive shift for me it's 40 quid because i yeah and like it means, and what does it take ground uh yeah ground yeah so i i've also bought i also bought a coffee grinder but i'm a bit of a coffee snob like I wouldn't just have aficionado. I think aficionado. Yeah, like don't don't not. You don't mind. Of. That's the thing. That's the difference between aficionado and snob. Because mm-hmm. you don't mind having shit coffee. Yeah, as long I, as you have some coffee. Yeah, but you can yeah, also yeah, appreciate. So it, when when I'm at home and I I, I can make some nice coffee, I like to. So put it. I put the grounds in the night before, and then just I wait. I walk downstairs, and you've got coffee. and there's a hot jug of coffee that's really nice that keeps it hot and you've refined the blend to so you can set the strength and set the um obviously the amount of water yeah the amount of coffee mm-hmm. i'm getting yeah. deja vu about the coffee machine and the spotify swipe right haven't done so the spotify swipe right is definitely not i've not heard that really? before no. okay and that one wasn't he's done uh he did take coffee into work to save you money on oh yeah the to... double double contigos oh uh, yeah yeah so don't worry man okay um, so next up for me I've been wanting to do this one for ages and I didn't really know how to put it across so if you are in this day and age and you're still using the word gay as a ca- colloquial casual word that essentially means rubbish you're just asking for trouble mm. like you will get someone somewhere is going to find real problem with it and rightly so because mm-hmm. it should, you shouldn't be using that word so I think a lot of the time what people mean when they say gay is lame or rubbish but what comes out is a word which is quite um, fiery it, you know it elicits reactions upset, that you don't want from people, people yeah. they don't mean that gay is rubbish that's just the word that they go to for yeah. it so yeah. what I realised was, this is a long time ago, it's like five, longer than five years ago, I needed to cycle that word completely out of my language. I didn't want to resort to it at all. But uh, like when you stub your toe and you go, fuck, it was mm. just, it was reactionary for me. So what I needed to do was come up with a solution for how I was no longer going to be, no longer going to use that word. And for me, it was cycling out the word gay and using the word lame. And the advantage of using the word lame is it sounds so much like the word that you, you were using, that you it, it's a seamless transition between the two. And after forcing yourself to say the word lame about for three <laughs> weeks, four weeks, the word gay is out of your vocabulary. And you're now, you've insulated yourself from being in the centre of a big scandal. So I'm going to be the the knob end, the, uh, the devil's advocate for this. But lame, some, I, I like... This is people who are looking to be offended by stuff, but some people would conflate lame with someone who is paralytic or disabled. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, oh, it's, it's referring to it as that. But I think the defense is something can be lame 
with no reference to that. Whereas if you're calling something gay, that you can't fall back on like, oh, I just meant like the happy version of gay. <laughs> it's not quite the same. But like the words cretin, idiot, imbecile, moron, all of those were clinical terms for someone with subnormal IQ until they became standard. Indoctrinated. Yeah, they just became a standard vocabulary and then they became a... So the etymology term. of all of those words are medical. They were all medical words and it's spastic. I suppose the difference there is that what someone's someone's using that to almost try and get that across, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like, whereas saying something's gay, like you aren't saying that person's hom- that's homosexual. You're, you're just using it as a way of Reaction, people have yeah. conflated that word with meaning lame or rubbish, yeah. essentially. So, like you were saying, you stub your toe, you are oh, shit. It, you you don't mean like oh feces. You you mean like it's just a <laughs> bad bad, bad thing. That's when yeah. when people if JP was saying it's the same circuitry that's like screaming, yeah. like a primal scream. It's, if you've ever heard someone accuse someone else of, that's being a wimp, if they've ever used the f word, which I'd rather not say because that's a little bit that elicits a, a little bit more um, bad bundle of, the, the bundle of sticks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, pork ball, pork balls, pork balls, <laughs> faggot balls, pork ball. Oh, I've seen them in the freezer. Pork faggots. They don't mean. That's a bundle of pork balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a pork ball. They don't mean that. <laughs> I think we should what start they, using that. What they mean is, you're a wuss, you're a Nancy boy, you're a pussy. I wonder if wuss and wimp were... Probably. Yeah. Anyway, my point is my point is that you shouldn't be using the word gay to refer to anything, really, and cycling it out and using the word lame is the easiest route for, that I think you can find to doing it. And once you start doing it, lame actually sounds. A lot of people understand what you mean a lot more, uh, a lot more effectively. Mm. And it sounds quite good. It's a nicely rounded. There are some gay people I know that use gay as a derogatory term as well. But I think it's almost like black people using the N word. Yeah, it's kind of like a a semi-ironic. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. I'm just. The reason reason I'm laughing. Each other packies. I was laughing at the video from Who Is America. Yep. Oh. But definitely watch that series. Fantastic. Well, you know, in ISIS, uh, if they think that you are homosexual, this is the worst thing that could happen. So you need to drop the pants and shout America. And it, it's on. A, if yeah, definitely watch it. If anyone has, it's, it's worth watching as well. It's not really a comedy. It's just frightening. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's really a social experiment by Sasha Baron Cohen, trolling all of America, isn't it? Uh, have you seen Rowan Atkinson's thing about offence recently? He's got in a load of shit, right? I don't know how much trouble he's got in, but I, I think it's fantastic. I haven't seen it. He's basically saying, like, the the culture, the society is moving more and more towards this idea that people, that, like, we should protect people from being offended. And he's saying, actually, the flip side, like, we should, people should be offended, getting offended all the time because it's the only way to insulate yourself from it. This nanny mm. state culture is what the snowflake kind of mm. community in America has come from. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear in the comments below if, um, viewers from America do see this, but to me, everything we see from America that comes out is kind of like a sitcom. Like, I can't tell the difference between a seminar that's got someone shouting at Ben Shapiro and an episode of Arrested Development. Mm. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? It's it's just all so the, one and the same. This is Poe's law, isn't it? Where if you were to, on the internet, if you were to try and caricaturize and um, do a, a sarcastic... Uh, post or something about a, about a view and it's taken seriously or you, you can't actually car- caricaturize it enough. But I'm going to have to find the, uh, the exact definition. I understand what page. you mean, though. So, yeah, my, my, my point is that in America at the moment, it does seem like there's this like, hyper snowflake 
super protectionist nanny state kind of mm. Mm. that it seems like a parody so so th- this was it it was like without a clear indicator of sarcasm in the author's in the author's intent it is impossible to create a parody of extreme views so obviously exaggerated that it can't be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of the parodied views mm-hmm. so that's the so, problem that's the problem when people take real world examples to extremes when people become offended at absolutely anything, you can't take the piss out of being offended at anything because someone actually was. Well, it's impossible yeah. to parody a creationist in such a way that someone won't mistake that for a genuine creationist article. Yeah, mm. fair enough. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, so my point is really just leading on from what you were saying, which I understand. It's like, don't say this because it offends people. Mm. But it's like in the same way that, you know, people are now opposed to va- vaccines. Mm. Like all that is, is, is exposure to something to build resilience to mm-hmm. it. And actually, like... The more you insulate yourself, the more sensitive and raw you become. Precisely. Because so, yeah. eventually you will, be, you will get offended by something and then it's, it'll be cataclysmic. Yeah. But there's, yeah. some, there's some things that I think that you shouldn't... There's certain areas that you can avoid being offensive in quite well, easily. Yeah, especially and language, when it's not needed. Language is one of them. Mm. I'm not asking you to compromise on your views. I'm not asking you to change anything about the core tenant of who you are. Mm. I'm just saying the way that you express yourself could be done in a way which loses you nothing but gains someone else a lot and also gains you a lot as well. Yeah, so I think the key thing is like... You net a huge positive. It's it's using, saying things unnecessarily like it because all it is is just lazy language, isn't it really? Yeah. It's like a, a filler word. Yeah. And if that's going to offend someone, it's easy to change. Fuck it, swap it out. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to stand a hard line on like... First Amendment, then mm. sweet, but it was, it's a weird thing to take a stand on because it's an accidental homophobic comment yeah. when actually like it doesn't reflect anyone's views a lot of the time. Like, mm. and if if it really does, and you're a true homophobe, then all the power to you because you're being as authentic as, as possible. Yeah, true. Like, you're living with living with virtue, but you're going to get lynched by some guy. It's not really still being used correctly. <laughs> so, like, actually, yeah, you're yeah, right. It's... If nothing else. What we're doing here is correcting the use, like correcting the use of the yeah. word. Like, if there's some homosexual squirrels and you go, that's gay. Mm. <laughs> Correct. Mean, good, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Docking. Picked. <laughs> dick to dick. Right, come on, what's next? We we needed a gay man on the podcast. Was, I'm still searching for one. I was going to use my hairdresser, but you went to, to oh. work out if you were a bummer or a bummy. Uh, <laughs> someone replied, didn't they? I'm sure we had a message about it. I didn't. Someone saying, I'll come on the podcast. I think we maybe had a message. Uh, Someone giving us an answer. I can't remember if it is. Right, next, Scully. Is it your turn? It's you. you. Okay, so mine is digital is not always better. And I think this is because, like, since we're all so far down the life hack rabbit hole, it's easy to think that, like, if we get the smart light bulb and the smart lock and all this stuff, like, maybe just me, like, I always think, oh, great, it's a new development. Now, I saw a smart lock that was... $100 $100 to buy, clearly millions of pounds of research. Why, why dollars? It. Uh, it's like an American company, like on one of those starter, Kickstarter fund oh, things. Right. Okay. Millions of pounds of research into it. And this guy, who's just like a handyman, did a video about it. And he was like, right, so I'm going to look at this lock. It's got a fingerprint sensor here. It's got a really like special encrypted lock mechanism and whatever. And he was like, right, let's just turn it over. And the back, he, he just, with a with like a, sleeve and a little sticky little bit of sellotape or something he just twisted the back and it came off and then there was a sing- single screw unscrewed it the battery was there 
pulled out the battery and the thing just unlocked. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, right. So um, yes, it's very secure from the front, but uh, if anyone gets it off, you, you can fuck. literally just twist it off. He's like, this wouldn't require any equipment apart from a screwdriver. And so, surely for it to come off though, it's no longer on the door. In which case, how is unlocking it? Oh, so it's like a padlock that you can, oh, you can flip right. out. So I, think, I think really the, non-secure. The, the, core, the uh, core value of what you're talking about here is that we always presume that newest is best. Yeah. And the uh, reading guide that's available on fs.blog, which is the Farnham Street blog I'm currently addicted to. Thank you very much, George McGill. Um, on that, they talk about people never want to read books that are more than 10 years old. It's like, well, the classics are classics for a reason. Mm, they've mm. lasted hundreds of years. Yeah. Like it's, if yeah. Marcus Aurelius' meditations have existed for thousands of years, why do you think people still read them? I'm reading that now, actually. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you know, the, and the same with fiction. People think that the what's shinier and has the most clickbaity title is always what's best. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tried and tested solutions. That's not to say, like, oh, well, horses have been around for ages, therefore we <laughs> don't need cars. I wonder whether mm. part of that's the effort thing that, like, you see now that people know how to tap into our, like, oh, top five tips to whatever, to be productive. And you're like, oh, well, I'll read that rather than, like, sit and read some hard book because it's older and it's, it's more difficult to, to penetrate. But definitely um, for me, I didn't enjoy, I found it more difficult to relate David Allen's getting things done to nowadays because he's talking about pages and file faxes and stuff. So he, and I'm like, he, no, no, I need this optimized for Evernote and iCloud I suppose and he's done you, it. You, oh really <laughs> where is it on getting things that they have a membership website in oh. fact you know what I'm going to wait I'll talk about that in a moment okay so <laughs> just on, on the digital is not exciting. always better thing um, I got a couple of smart light bulbs after mm-hmm. one of our friends was, was raving about the Philips Hue he's like oh mate it's excellent I drive into my house my garage door opens and then the lights come on in sequence and my kettle comes on and then like these um, I get kicked out of my mattress and these trousers I get put into the trousers and then the toaster comes up and the jam and then my dog called Gromit puts on the wrong trousers yeah, and then I get the, moon. the wrong trousers and, um, <laughs> and so I, I got a cheap version but now no no you've bypassed very very quickly mm-hmm. there the key issue which is that I got the cheap version yes I did but it wouldn't be any my, the problem I'm going to describe would be no different with any of these more expensive ones and that is that it renders your light switch redundant because all the light switch does is activate the Wi-Fi. And so if you switch it off, you've turned off the smart function. If you turn it on, you then have to go and find your phone from whatever, wherever it is in the house, scroll to the app, open the app, wait for it to connect, turn off the light or turn on the light. So if anything, it makes turning on or off a light so many more steps. Mm-hmm. I Same went into your room light. yesterday. Yeah. Click the light. Yeah, but you have to turn it off, then on, then off and on again for it to work as a normal light. So Jesus Christ. So so like and same with my microwave. I've got a analogue microwave that you just twist the thing and it goes ding. Yeah. Absolutely great. Like so when I'm using the micro bags, put it in, just turn it a bit. Mm. Rather than having to faff around with like defrost mode and put in the number of minutes and it's like if you want just the minimum number of so like same padlock, light switch, I'm I think sure this is examples. I think this is why progress especially technologically occurs in large jumps Mm -hmm. and the incremental changes that occur in between them are really people just repackaging shit that already exists you heard about the bluetooth salt shaker (laughs) and i I don't know 
what what it needs, like what function it they've done. But someone's been like, oh, Bluetooth is a thing. Let's just put it in a salt shaker, and you're like, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be five times the price. It's going to break, and you have to have a device to. Sync so it I, with. I, like the way that I feel about the smart bulbs thing, and I, I I've seen them in the Apple shop for been around for a while, and I've always looked at it and thought like, what. Like, what is that solving for people? Because ultimately, you want a bulb to be on or off, don't you? Yeah, I and know. The, the thing that's been that's given me the most value, and I, I I get so excited when it happens every time, is, is just a physical plug timer. You know, the old school, like, you mm-hmm. you set the time, plug it in, and then when it gets dark, the lights just come on on their own, and it's like, that was like a two-pound thing that you just plug your light into. So someone someone may disagree. I'm going to... I can think of a number of viewers who will disagree, but... For me, smart homes at the moment are just everybody wants to have some Elon Musk 3018 fucking like glass, infinity glass everywhere, controlled like equilibrium. You seen equilibrium mm-hmm. like like that? That's what they want. And you're like, no, it's not. Like all that your Alexa can do is fucking save things to your notes with misspelled words in, <laughs> or like add shit to a shopping or cart. Play Spotify. Or, yeah, it's yeah. it's bollocks. Like, the technology is so far behind what we need. One of the things that I know Philips Hue does, you can have in your room, you can have the lights hooked up to your TV, and when stuff happens on your TV, it'll move the lights. So let's say a car's coming towards you, it's a blue car, it'll make blue go around the room. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, that's quite a kind of interesting cinematic... It's an epileptic wet dream, isn't it? Like, it's just such a... Like, it's nice, it's not necessary. And, like, I think the point of smart home is it's... You're removing... It should make it easier. I think it'd be distracting. Yeah. So, like Darren... You, you, you know, you're cuddling up. Like, you've got the, the nice synthetic blanket on. Mm. And you just want to have a peaceful... And, and you think the police are outside. Yeah. yeah. Like to flash Darren got a Nest home thing for a, th- a thermostat. Because he was like, oh, well, you know, apparently it learns... But you got the hub. Careful, because... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what he got. He got... Nest supporters. So, he got a thing, and he was like, uh, yeah, so it learns when you're at home, and it turns it up and turns it off, and it's supposed to make it... He was like, but because I don't have a routinized life, I'm getting in and the house is fucking freezing from work uh, okay. and I'm getting back and it's not that and it thinks it's learning. He's like, I've just turned it off. He's gotten to the stage now where he's using what my mum and dad use, which is the switch on the front of the boiler. Wow. You know, the one that's inside the timer. It's going straight to the mainframe. And- oh yeah, he's bypassed <laughs> wow. everything. So yeah, I think mm. you'd, like technology isn't always better. It's a mm. real... A real Sometimes nice it one. is, but yeah, like just, just because it's a smart thing. Fucking selective. Yeah, like if you're buying us anything smart for your home, I think you need probably at least twice the scrutiny, if not more. Just like have a problem that you're wanting to solve. Don't yeah. just think like. Yeah. And the mistake that I had with the light bulbs is there was no problem I was trying to solve. I just thought it's like, just exciting. Occam's yeah. razor. Mm. So an example is that is the coffee machine. Like that's not complex. You want a coffee in the morning. Solves a problem, so, or it makes something that I already do a little bit it's quicker. The most direct route. Mm. between that which not you know. like because so so the person who recommended you said I've got all this stuff it's Ben if Ben's watching this is all your fault <laughs> he, he, he was getting excited because Nespresso have released a Wi-Fi coffee machine and I was like okay but what are you going to do what are you going to use that for is it so you could let's like, flick it on from when you're away yeah but like so Benny had the same thing got a Wi-Fi kettle and he's like well I still have to fill up the kettle yeah <laughs> uh, precisely so like there's still and also like how 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 fine-tuned is everybody's life where, like, the minute that would you would take to go and press the kettle on... So here's... You can't, you can't give that up anymore. Can't that. I think yeah. for a lot of the people that are going to be watching who are potentially uh, 
obsessive optimizers mm. of which I guess we broadly fall into categories to one degree or another you need to look at am I am I avoiding the hard but important stuff yeah to just tack something onto the side yeah. like if you're sitting in bed looking at your phone for 15 minutes before you get up in the morning like what the fuck's your wi-fi kettle doing like <laughs> exactly exactly that is yeah. that is lame yeah i feel that way about so many, it's like people it's like when someone's obsessing about saving money on a purchase and then they like spend Blow 40 quid on a night out yeah they're like well they're paying what hundreds of pounds of interest on credit cards yeah, Everybody but they're like, like, but they're like, you know, oh, I don't buy lattes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't buy Starbucks coffee. It's a waste of money. It's like you are looking at a tiny piece of a puzzle that is cracking and broken, and like, mm. so it's, it's yeah. I think that as a a whole massive topic we probably should cover in an upcoming episode because I've been thinking about it an awful lot recently. I've been reflecting on trying to do the basics just really, really well. Yeah, and that's where you elicit the because downstream from the basics there's a lot more things that go right mm. if you don't use your phone in the morning before you do your entire morning routine you laughing the rest of your day will go so smoothly so i think there's a there's a simplicity in in any field you get to the point where it's like actually all you need to do is this simple thing really well really consistently mm-hmm. and we were speaking about this with productivity how there's an article from tim ferris where he talks about um if all you did was work uninterrupted for two to three hours in the morning on the most important thing for you to do that day. The thing that scares you the most. You would be it? like up in the top percentiles of the most productive people in the world. Totally right. So you, you don't need like Evernote and, and anything, but you need a list of things. Look at it and go, what's the most important thing? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do just that for three hours. Yeah. And it, but like people don't do that because doing the most uncomfortable thing is often like intimidating, difficult. Like we procrastinate on it, we don't want to do it, and th- there's that thing in in everything. Like, well, we believe that the object that we're going to purchase is going to be the answer to our questions. Yeah, like it's the exact same reason as to why people believe in fat burning tablets mm-hmm. or why this next diet is going to be the next thing. You're like, no, you just really could do with doing some exercise. How often are you training a week? Oh well, <laughs> I, I I I got in to do a morning walk on Sunday, and you're like, okay. Why the fuck are you bothered about a fat burning tablet when you're not training? Like, yeah. And the same thing with, I, I fall prey to it all the time. Like the other day I was going to buy a new meditation cushion. I'm like, oh, the, not the, that one. Okay. Not the, not the 120 quid one. For heaven's sake. <laughs> like, bloody hell. I was going to get a new meditation cushion. I'm like, you don't need a new meditation cushion. The, it's the, not going to help you meditate. And the, the other th- one that we're referring to is like $130. What's to, it called? Can you remember what it's called? I can't remember, but it's, it's like a, it's, it's a vegan friendly. Non-GMO, mm. paleo, <sighs> gluten-free. Really clever because they've got a really nice, nice like sales page and it it's just really. Yeah. At that point, you sit on the floor. Yeah. If you're that worried about well, what that's, that's what I was like, <laughs> I, I can just sit on the floor. I have a floor. Yeah. I, I don't need any. You have a floor wherever you go. Like, there's, there's always a floor. There's always environmental a floor. impact yeah. of making any. Unless you're a fish. Mm-hmm. Isn't if so you're a fish, like, you could do with that cushion. If you're a fish, yeah. You're, you're still technically a floor. <laughs> you might not be able to get down there. Yeah. That's and there's those angler. Make your ears pop. There's those angler ones. The things with the ball, the light ball, and the big teeth. Yeah, yeah. So very interested if anyone's watching and they're thinking like, Yusuf, you're just not using smart light system correctly. If anyone so I, I just so I just looked up on the Philips Hue website because I thought like I wonder whether the Philips Hue have thought about it, but it, it says 
your your main light switches are redundant with Philips. Really? Yeah. So I think they're they're bringing out smart switches. Okay. I mean, if yeah, like I'd like to know. So if they're replacing has, like, switches, with... which I mean, the the irony goes beyond what I think we're able to discuss. Really, and the cost but, goes like when when it's like let's make a smart like oh fuck uh, let's make switches we can put on the walls oh, smart switches. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> there is there I think there is something where you can get paint that you just touch the wall and it turns the light on. Now that I think is fantastic. So you could t- turn the light on or so, off yeah. anywhere, like a double so, tap so anywhere in the room. Solving a problem. The problem is getting up and turning the light on and off. But, so I imagine the paint is three times as expensive. You still have to get three well, tubs yeah. of it. Yeah, of course. And like the whole thing. And, but oh, but it's, you're, you're, it's you're actually the problem is, that the Philips Hue is trying to solve, which yeah. is that it's diff- it's inconvenient sometimes to the, turn your light. The difference on. there is that there's someone for whom that cost is going to be insignificant, and, and for them yeah. that's okay. Whereas for no one. The inconvenience mm. is acceptable of the light switch not working. Yeah, true. There we go. Johnny, you're up. You got one? Yes, I do. Um, and it's it's sort of on the same in the same vein. It's another book recommendation, um, and it is Happy by Darren Brown. This is the one where he slates the secret by Rhonda Byrne, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He slates a lot of shit. He slates He's a, a bastard, lot of what we speak about on this podcast. And I listened to it on a plane. I'm on the way to one of many weddings that I've been to. That's the reason Johnny hasn't been on the podcast. I've just been stacking weddings. I just love a good wedding, so I've just been going to them. Can you do um, wedding hacks? Well, you, you probably, bat- yeah. You batched I, them, didn't you? So Not on purpose. I, I was actually really grateful for the way that they were batched, but anyway. yeah. Um, so I, I remember I got on the plane. It's a five-hour flight to Cyprus. Listening to Darren Brown's book on two times speed. <laughs> got on the plane, like, still, you know, Goal focus, productivity focus. Got off the plane thinking, I'm not sure there's any point. <laughs> Honestly. Can you it, give it us a synopsis? So he he speaks a lot about, um, he uses, concept, borrows concepts from a lot of people, borrows a lot of concepts from the sto- stoicism, um, borrows some concepts from like thinking fast and slow and predictably irrational. But basically that we are always just constructing a reality to try and create happiness. But happiness is never something that we'll arrive at. And it's it's all it's more about the experience and the process. So he rubbishes a lot of goal setting and stuff that I remember starting him starting going into it thinking, I I, I feel like from the amount of reading I've done on this, I've got a pretty well formed opinion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, he's he's right. Like just, it's he just yeah. trojan horsed you. Because he, he's clearly for anyone who follows Aaron Brown, like he's clearly a very intelligent man who's taken the concept of happiness and thought. I'm going to really dig and into this. Steamroller and he's gone, and just... he's dug up lots of, of concepts from lots of different places. Um, and I think really it comes back to, so he talks about how you can be convinced to believe anything, which is the, the, the crux of, does, of right? all of his work. Yeah. So he's like, I've convinced people to believe that they've been zombie apocalypse. Exactly. Um, so with that, you can also be convinced that you are or aren't happy by a series of stories or thoughts you believe. Um, and that, goal setting or chasing something you're convincing yourself during that process that you will be happy when it happens yeah. but you never are so i would read the book if you've got audible that's, that's how i would listen to it it sounds but, like it sounds obviously i haven't read it but it sounds a lot to me like um the argument to hedonic adaptation which is this object is going to give me fulfillment you what we are doing with the goal setting is just mm-hmm. replacing or the you, object with the goal. Yeah. However, the difference that I think there is that 
when you break goals down into targets that are daily targets, you get a different sense of fulfillment from overcoming an obstacle. Definitely. Yeah. Like you don't get a sense of fulfillment from saving 10 pounds towards the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the steps are more granular. Feeling like you're moving, feeling like you're making progress and moving forward. Overcoming um, and having adversity and getting past it, I think is a core tenant of what makes human life quite worthwhile. There's something that um, a guy called Tim Urban, who writes a uh, blog called Wait But Why, which is also fantastic. Mm -hmm. He talks about (laughs) happiness as being like, like nailing a Tuesday. And Mm -hmm. like, not, I think most people live their lives in a way of like, I will be happy in, like, I will be happy on Friday night. I will be happy when I'm on holiday. I will be happy when I've had a promotion rather than like today was mint. And like tomorrow is going to be class as well. I remember when that was one of the names for this podcast before I did it, it was going to be called Crushing, Crushing a Tuesday. Crushing a Tuesday. Or do I have to go and get Lex? <laughs> if anyone wants to know the reason for that, they can send us a message. We can do a full podcast on why we need to go and get Lex. <laughs> so, we always do. Um, so yeah, read Darren Brown Happy and check out Wait But Why by Tim Urban. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to do a couple. We haven't done Dropbox. We haven't done Dropbox. So if you don't know what Dropbox is, it is a cloud-based file storage system. Mm. There's a number of ways that you can do that. Apple have got one built in. Uh, Amazon even have one. So I opened up a a Kindle Fire. AWS. Is that what you mean? Amazon Web Services. Is that what it is? Well, so AWS is like the... Hub. The beast of like, I, I, I didn't realise it. it. Let's not talk about it. It's too complicated. Okay. It's like the, the veins of the world. Like, <laughs> so most, most things that you interact with that's a file, it's probably on AWS. Bloody hell. Mm. Okay. So Jeff Bezos in the centre of it all. Anyway, Dropbox is um, a, cloud, a cloud-based uh, file hosting service. But the difference is that if you've got it on... It, do they have a... <laughs> what's funny? I'm just convinced that... Th- Dropbox and the other two were on one of the previous. Oh, right, if, if, it's not. If there's anyone who listens ardently to the, live I've hacks, got them written down. You, well, you've got all the ones that we can show each one. Yes, fine. <laughs> well, well, Dropbox that. hasn't been in there. Was the any as soon as we move onto this screen, Yusuf will have like onto a laptop. There'll be a very good reason why Yusuf does or doesn't do anything. Yeah. And so I well, know you use Dropbox move on to like but using a laptop. We're in, we're in your machine. domain. We're in your like, domain now. This is We've where, stepped into your like this is, the, is one of the most optimized pieces of technology <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And like I know you don't pay for Dropbox, but I'm basically I don't know how to I code. don't pay for Dropbox. Yeah, but you, so, right. but, but you, you, you if use, I knew how to code, I I feel like I should probably sit and learn how to do it because it would help optimize things a lot more. But you still get a lot out of like the user interface that Apple provide. I see, yeah. You're, you're absolutely, what? Nothing, I'm just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose this was Chris's life hack. And now you and I just having a chat. About will you fucking stop playing for Dropbox? <laughs> well, yeah, so that, that's where it's coming around but, to, I suppose. But there's, you have a very good reason for that, which is, which is because you have a system that's very... Most people, most people don't have a system that's as efficient as yours. I see, the He's reason the reason that Dropbox is <laughs> do a webby. He's doing a webinar on laptop. What, what's on it? Alfred? Just pure. It's just I mean, on Alfred because I, I think that the laptop optimization is a whole other webinar. I think. <laughs> that's volumes. Of, that's tomes of books, isn't it? This is <laughs> that's a that's a university curriculum. It's a, it's a degree. So, oh god. Um, right. The reason that you need Dropbox mostly is not because of the fact that it's able to 
at host files online it's the integration and how seamless it is so mm. if you download the app for your mac you have or i'm gonna guess there's an equivalent on windows if you're on windows get off uh, yeah. but, yeah, exit now get off the podcast <laughs> yeah, just fuck off with you. get off You are, this is not for you um, Dropbox for Mac makes all of your files inhabit a native folder on Finder so you can browse them as if they're files on your computer which they are but then the app on your phone also does the same thing so it's much more natural way of browsing through your files. What are you grinning about? So who's waiting? Oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels an awful lot like, have you ever seen in volleyball, what's the thing before the spike? You know, like, they'll have them by the net. It's yeah. the layup, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I've just done this and you're He's coming just in. been running over. Yeah. Well, so I, I was ready to pay um, like Ten pounds. 50 to 80 pounds a month for Dropbox when they launched Dropbox Infinity, where they were going to. Yep. And then they redacted it because it mustn't have fit with the like file architecture of. Uh, if Dropbox would, would bring out Infinity, and if WhatsApp would bring out WhatsApp Business for iOS, it would uh, make him the happiest man, and probably the poorest man as well. <laughs> so instantly, just go for the. So, so the Infinity, Infinity is the same as what Chris is describing, but it's everything. Yeah, your entire laptop. So your laptop would be. Dropbox. It's 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 the the key things that you need. So for instance, all of the audio files I have, as soon as I bounce them down and I master them, I put them in one master them. Master, put them in one folder. Video Guy Dean has got access to that, and we don't even—I don't even need to email him. Everything's put on there. Um, if you want to sign up to Dropbox, there will be a link in the show notes below. You'll get five hundred megabytes of extra space, as will I. Thank you very much because I need it. But you should—you should download it, and you should have a crack. Download the app. The app for iOS is really slick. You can browse through things, and you don't have to save stuff. You can preview files, preview video, preview sound. It's. <coughs> Good, good for you. you also, like, so I, I do pay for Dropbox. Do you pay for Dropbox, Chris? No, no. Um, I get a terabyte of storage for eight pounds a month. Fuck. And I think that's pretty bloody good. Like, I think you're going to sell Chris on that soon, and then you'll both bully me. Yeah, into, you'll get it. But you're you don't you don't need it. Like you you probably have four instances a month where it's like if you had Dropbox. Make it easier, and you would. Like, I, I'll use. I'll be terrible with it. Like I'll be underutilizing it. And, oh, I see. But right, but like, you would you would. You would set up a little like an ecosystem, and it would. So let me let me give you a really good example of how we use it for our business, right? So um, we have all of our artwork that all of the managers need, and the best of the albums from each week mm-hmm. that get updated. So I'll put the artwork in. The guy that's doing that's vetting the album from the night before will save good photos in there as well, and all of the managers have got access to it on the phone. So when they need to do a social media post. All they do is just go in and everything is as current as it needs to be. I've put the most recent artwork in. No one ever needs to ask, oh, where's the where's the flyer for last for this week? No one ever needs to ask, oh, I need a photo for this new Instagram post. So, in the- so the guys that do social get fed from the back end from the guys that are doing the post-sales service and I get the artwork that comes in from the designer. And yeah, it's it's pretty... Any collaboration with big files, like we, we do all of our podcasts with, with Dropbox. It shits all over WeTransfer and stuff like that. Like, yeah. who the fuck's using... WeTransfer is just a big email. Yeah, it's a big email. <laughs> like, it, it's... Good for a one-off. It feels like purpose, yeah. You, what, like, 10 gig of... You need to shift, like, a, a 2 gigabyte or 10 gigabyte file or something. Mm. Yeah, fine. Dropbox is also fast. Like, faster than... fucking rapid. Like, if you want to put a video somewhere that somewhere else can get it, like, it's the fact... At least and for it's me, private. It's yeah. Do you know what I mean? Without the link, no one else can get it. Mm. Unbelievable. 
So I, I use Box Sync as well, which gives you 50 gig free. Yemen. Yemen. Uh, Yemen. It's, it's the same as Dropbox, but yeah, it gives you 50 gig free. But, but is it? That service um, on the Gaza Strip and Silicon, <laughs> yeah. Silicon you, Valley. You guys just don't trust. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that, so we were looking at installing um, a bot, like a support function on our website the other day. And this is a, the skill that Yusuf has is like, I, I would just pay for the most expensive thing. Yeah. Like I just see like, what does everyone else use? What's everyone else using? Let's just pay for that. And Presumably. Yusuf will always find like a, a cheaper equivalent. But, and it's, it's, Probably no, exactly. That it's not. Do you remember when Ben Harrison was thinking about getting a pair of AirPods, and said, <laughs> "And said, I'm thinking about getting a pair of AirPods." And you replied, "Try mine." And Johnny said, "Oh, have you have you bought a pair of AirPods?" I was I was really uh, brought yeah. to tears. And I you went. You, and you went. I thought you brought AirPods, and you've not and you've not told me. Oh, and you man. went, no, "No, don't worry, I haven't." You bought some five pound Bluetooth ones that don't work, can't connect. No battery life. See, th- this is all fabrication. They work, they connect. They <laughs> <laughs> it's because... And I have to carry a stupid little dental floss container on with me as well. They can just... So, like, so Chris and they, I get value, get increased value beyond the value of the thing from it being the thing. Because it looks like you have a tampon in from it. Yeah. From it being the... Someone commented on one of my videos saying, why does he have tab ends in his ears? Like, it does look like an Oral-B toothbrush end. <laughs> so, like, I, I definitely get value from, like, knowing that I've got the Apple version. Yeah. Like, But I think you get more value from it being a deal. From it being good value, possibly. I, I mean, also, I, I just didn't have 150 pounds to spend on no. like a headphone. I thought, like, I'll, but if you did, would in, you? In, ge- in if general, if I did, I would. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Like, I mean, that's about as big of an accolade as you can give anything that we. The, but if, so, <laughs> but, if, but like, there's a lot of things that if I had the money, I would do. I so, think the, the principle think, like, that you still operate in though is like, <clears throat> what does it do? Can I achieve the same thing for less? Yeah, and you would get a lot more value from that. And I think that's your your skill is finding that thing, and most people don't. And like, if, shop if, if it's ten percent cheaper, I'll just go for the Apple one. But th- this was fifteen pounds. Yeah. And convenience, like- convenience, and uh, expediting whatever the process is, I think, is where me and you come in. Mm. Where and that's our our core satisfaction comes from this process being as effective and as efficient as possible. Yeah. Whereas yours is as discounted as possible. I'm definitely <laughs> though, like I'm basic bitch when it comes to like. So, like, you'll have the best bank account. Like, even stuff like Alfred is the result of you searching and searching and searching for a solution and finding something. Mm. I waste and, a lot of time searching. But you get the sure. gems, don't you? I get the gems, and I, and I hope that, like, collectively we share the gems to you guys. Because mm. That's the point of buy tax. Yeah. yeah. Crowdsource your personal growth. Mm. Can we talk? You've done one. You've just done Dropbox. I've just done one. Done with Dropbox. Done with Dropbox. Can I piggyback off your focus matrix? Oh, Yeah. Oh, because you see, you got the so top just, one, the top. End. I already had the top one. <laughs> already had the pro. Know that you, 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 <laughs> so, so Johnny called me up. I, I was I was going to suggest this app that, um, and Johnny called me up yesterday and was like, "Oh, I didn't realize, but I actually have the premium version already with the bundle for the other one, which syncs." So the, the bundle just comes with the pro, right? So that'd be why I got it. So I really like the Pomodoro app, which is called. I always get it wrong. Be Focus Pro. Be Focus Pro, um, which is brilliant. And this, it's the same company. So they made a sync. And you made Pomodoros as well. We talked about that. I went through Pomodoros at length with Dr. Ewan Lawson. Uh, Did you? Yeah, okay. man. He wrote the entire. He wrote his entire contribution to the book The Healthy Writer on Pomodoros. Went back and looked at a hundred and twenty pom, maybe twenty, a <laughs> hundred and twenty Pomodoros, and was able to track exactly what he'd done on each of them. Wow! And he does the twenty 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 rule, which is every twenty minutes. Although it's twenty five on the Pomodoro, every twenty five minutes. 
you'd stand up, look at something that's 20 feet away for 20 seconds to reset your um, ocular nerve and your uh, ocular muscles because it helps you refocus on things which reduces tension headaches and a whole bunch of others so the, if you haven't listened to it, it uh, it's an absolute belt Dr you, Ewan Lawson you, I recommend the Pomodoro book to you didn't I yeah I'm Francisco part of the, the, Cicerelli or whatever he's the called the illustrated guide it's, yeah. on my, it's on my Kindle so he recommends like basically 25 minutes of work followed by 5 minutes of like as close to sleep state as you can get yeah so when I'm if I'm doing it at home I just do a mini meditation between that's I didn't you know about that try that's and like cool. absolutely turn off because the theory is the harder you rest the more you can keep going with the That's, focused work. It makes so much sense, but that is, that is bloody cool. I'm going to write down 2020 and... Because also think how much meditation you, you would accrue across a day. True. It's only five oh. minutes, not a lot. But if you're doing 10 Pomodoros... Suddenly... Like, it's, you, you're it's suddenly like, who's doing 10 Pomodoros? Me? It's like 50 Eight? bonus yeah. minutes, bloody isn't it? Not in, a, not in a streak, but you'll do like four and then a longer break and then four and then maybe two at the end of the day or something like that. Okay, That's an incredible tip. So there's, there's two articles that I've read recently, which are both people who used to be like workaholics. So 40, 50 hour work weeks. And then just were like, right, I'm just going to do eight Pomodoros a day. And they got more work done through, it's just through prioritization. Floor, isn't it? Yeah. But they're really cool. But so Yusuf recommended focus matrix to me, which is made by the same people, which <clears> is built on the Eisenhower matrix. So the idea of you have things that are urgent and things that are important and things that are neither. And you have a quadrant that you can set up of things that intersect. So urgent and important, prioritize, do right away. Urgent and not important, um, delegate if you can. Oh, really? Well, so, well like the, I, this is the ideal. You, sh- right. you should hand over to someone, delegate it, automate Oh, sorry, it. urgent and not important. Urgent and not important. Don't. Important but not urgent, schedule it out and make sure you do that stuff because that quadrant, even though it's not urgent, the important but not urgent stuff is the thing which will grow you as a person but mm. you never get around to doing because you're too busy fighting fires and then not important not urgent not important <laughs> not important not urgent just dismiss sack it off if you can mm-hmm. and you feel like a dick for even how's this helping your productivity i think it's so, so there's an app that just yeah does that so i didn't realize it has a capture feature built into it so you sort of rocked my little world the other day when you told me it did or has an inbox but just so just i think it allows you or what i what i found from it i just use it for two days but like immediately you you're like i have to put this item in one of these four mm. which is it mm. and you have to justify to yourself like why is it important it reflects why is it, it reflects on force you to reflect on the task i think more. it gives a bit of a gap between just and like a bit of mindfulness should I actually be doing this because I think that's the most important question it's exactly what both of us need as well yeah because we were saying yesterday like I no longer procrastinate but it's not which improved. is a massive statement you said the two times I've heard him say that he just says it but like I no longer do any procrastination <laughs> that's like the well, time when he went and sat on a rock and eliminated envy from his life <laughs> How old were you? 16? Uh, 19, yeah. 19. <laughs> was it jealousy or envy? Uh, similar, yeah. We'll, we'll have to go into it another time. Eliminated envy from your life, sat on a rock? It was... It, I think it was It was ready to go. It was just the, the final two hours. Of, you just, but, yeah. Right. But so, anyway, sorry, you were saying but, but, you yeah, no longer so, procrastinate. So no longer procrastinate, thinking that, like, oh, that's the solution to all my problems. But I, I still... My output and everything is still lower Not than optimal. it should be because I can't prioritise. And so this app has been... Or, not it's not the app it's the it's just as Johnny said like taking the space to say does this need to be done now and actually just doing that one thing for a long time rather than switching mm. between because the the problem that 
Johnny and I have, and I'm sure you definitely have, is you wake up and you're just bombarded by requests and stuff to do. And you, and so anything that comes up just jumps to the top of the list and you try yeah. and do that for a bit and stave off that fire. And, and as a result, there's so much time and focus lost in switching tasks. Yeah. The, Dr. Ewan Lawson on the podcast said multitasking is for Muppets. Yeah. That mm. there's absolutely no evidence, no research to show that we can multitask. Cal it Newport, feels Cal Newport but deep work, deep work yeah. is the Bible for this stuff. Like just sink your teeth into what is the most important thing to do. Oh, the most urgent and important thing to do. It's an incredible book. Worked out. Yeah, it is. I think just remembering that... It makes you, you feel like a dickhead. It, so all this stuff does for me. <laughs> like you can only ever do one thing right now and so like if you feel overwhelmed like great there's a long list of stuff to do there's something Burkhan talks about in his book Martin Burkhan's book where he's overwhelm like overwhelm is not a thing that <laughs> doesn't exist can, like, you, can you find overwhelm anywhere I, I can't see any overwhelm it's all in your mind that, it's a story that Yusuf's best Martin Burkhan impression <laughs> <laughs> he's from South Shields <laughs> so he's like some people say oh I've got so much washing to do tomorrow it's like no you don't there is a large pile of washing like it's a different thing yeah and like someone saying, oh, I'm so busy, I'm, this, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, no, there's a list of stuff. There's a long list of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to identify with the list. You just do the it's first the thing. It's the anxiety that, like, rate of output is lower than rate of incoming. <laughs> and so, so, so eventually I, that's going to happen. Then George, <laughs> George McGill, who will be listening, is jizzing in his pants at the moment with the Red Queen effect, mm-hmm. which yeah. I sent to you guys yesterday. So in Alice in Wonderland, she's talking to the Red Queen and they're running away from something, I think, and... The Red Queen turns to her and says, you see, now you have to run as fast as you can just to stay in the same place. And that is the absolute epitome of informational overload without any effective work being done. Yeah. Um, So if anyone's interested in like, I mean, VAs, virtual assistants and stuff is is very much your domain. But like, if you're in, if you feel like you're doing more than you can, looking at Ari Meisel's book called Less Doing, so he was a guy who was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. You recommended the podcast today, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So, he, he had um, Crohn's disease and was only able to work an he, hour a day. He sent me his book. It was Yeah, yeah. so like... Just outsourced his life, didn't he? He's And he's just very big on... And it's, it's simple stuff, but it's like... It's the kind of thing you read it and you're like, oh, obviously, but mm. why didn't I... It, and it's just write out really clear process notes for things that you don't need to be doing. It's and building a manual of you, he calls it. So like we, we, we actually, I actually wrote, before I went on Love Island, I wrote a, a Word document that was how to be Chris dot doc. Okay, well, like, there yeah. we go. You, you and are it just, I, like, I don't need to, I didn't need, I still don't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I could just give, I could just give it to anyone and just be like, that's what I do. That's my week. That's what I do every single, yeah, okay. Like the worst problem about you is that it's got a lot of the time it's got to be you that does the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I can't have, I couldn't tell someone else what it is that I say on the front door of a club and then get them to turn up. So the manager would go, who are you? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Chris for tonight. No, I suppose not. if you, you don't have to do everything else. Like if that's the one thing you have to do. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's tough. So I'm going to do one because video guy Dean is in the optimal position. I'm going to do one, which I use on, on nights out which is um, a specific kind of handshake when I really, really don't want anyone to come close to me. So, John, if you, can imagine, if you can imagine that you are a, a drunk customer on a night out, you're going to have to stand up now. So if you can imagine that you're a drunk customer, you're going to have to come around. Drunk customer on a night out, okay? And uh, 
you're coming up to me and you're being, oh, I'm so drunk. <laughs> what are you going to do to me? You go, come on, come on, shake my hand. Are you coming? You could go for the hug. Go oh, you're all right, mate. Yeah, mate, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so to go again. Go oh, again. hello, mate. Yeah, how are you doing, mate? Okay, that's very good, very right. good. So as you so see, you, you shake hands. I thought hands. you were going to, I thought you were going to. No, like, no. So you shake, and then push me as away. you as you shake hands with someone, as opposed to allowing them to fold in towards you as they go for the hook. What you do is you keep your arm extended and push their arm into their own chest. So yeah, you just you push back like that, okay. and then all that they do is they end up with this kind of chicken wing thing that sticks out <laughs> to the side. But you've got complete control of where they are because they're basically um, they're anchored from the middle of their chest into your hand. Mm, okay, and, and for mitigating how close a drunkard gets to you it's unbeatable I'm also going to do because I'm on the topic I'm going to do the most effective way to move through a crowd of people in a nightclub blading blading is that being at angular, that angle angular yeah you want to be probably you want to be more forward than you are to the side you don't want to be at 45 degrees you want to be probably more at 30 and then you want to go with your um, non-dominant hand first and if you have a drink, you want your drink to be held from the top of the glass. What are you doing with your arms? So first hand's going either out like Just, that. You can either have a hand out if you really need to scythe through a crowd of people, or you're usually okay with shoulder. The problem with that, you don't want to be like groping someone and then you get a... You're usually okay like to go like that. But you know, if you go side on with non-dominant hand first, and then drink is held from the top because that's the most effective way to not spill. Because if someone knocks into you, your hand naturally mm. allows the weight of the, the, of the water, uh, the, the liquid that's in there to slosh around, but it doesn't come out. So if you're holding it like that, it's the exact opposite. So blading, non-dominant hand, a non-dominant arm first, and you want to be moving as quickly as possible through. The, if you move with purpose, people get out your fucking way. Mm. Like that's as advice from someone who spends his evenings moving through crowds of people. That's the... Those are two very optimal strategies. That's a very well-informed tip, having done yeah, that hundreds of times. years of experience. I had a friend at school who always looked, like, he was much taller than everyone else, like, always looked older. He used to, like, dress pretty smart, so, like, he would come on nights out and he was wearing, like, sort of, uh, like, chinos and a shirt or something like that. So he always, you look at him and you think, like, could be... He's could an be, official. Could be fairly, fairly important. And he used to go up to groups of people and go, I'm really sorry, I'm, I'm the manager here, uh, we've, there's bits of glass in the drinks, so I'm going to have to take everyone's drinks <laughs> off them. And he used to just take everyone's drinks and walk over to our table and put them down. There's your drinks. And no one ever said anything to him. You'd tell people you to just, go and like, sit in different places and stuff. Yeah, like, you just oh, do, do anything me, with enough confidence. And so we've got a, a, an upcoming video that we'll do. It might be a podcast, it might be a monologue video, or it might be a combination of the two, which is going to be how to beat nightclubs. <laughs> Um, and this this is going to be so good because it's all of the things that I would have fallen for back in the day as a club promoter. But basically how to get into any club for free, how to get into VIP, the booking procedure of what you need to do and say in advance, what you should say on the door. Like the number of times in Vegas, the number of times I managed to get onto Chris Brown's table by just being commanding and saying, like, so one of the guys said, mate, like, essentially, sorry, pal, you can't come in here. So sorry, mate, I'm at work. Straight through, <clears throat> immediately. Like well, you said, sorry, I'm at work. Sorry, mate, I'm at work. Like a, with a kind of a little bit of, do you not know who Indignant. I am? Yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. My experience of being in a queue at Vegas was Paul, white trousers, Paul. Yep. <laughs> so Chris remembers Paul. <laughs> um, 
sort of standing, we tr- we're like, we saw the size of the queue. We're like, I'm a bollocks waiting in that. We'll go speak to that bouncer. Massive, massive man. Paul was like, is there any way to skip the queue? And the guy went, it's Vegas. You can do whatever you want. He was like, how much is it? And he was like, how much do you think it is? And Paul went, is it 200 pounds? Because if it's 200 pounds, that's bullshit. I'm not paying 200 pounds. <laughs> Why did he start? Eh? I don't know. He like he was like having a conversation with himself. Paul, then, Paul, do you want to take yourself off to the corner, mate? Once <laughs> you, you've had an argument, you to speak to yourself over there. Let Paul. me know who wins, and then if you. But yeah, uh, I, so I, I remember being amazed at how the like I don't know. I'll be using the wrong terms. The like the organizer. Yeah. The like the, the guy who's like promoting the event. Yep. The promoter. The promoter is just going along the line of people mm-hmm. and people are just handing him wads of cash. And I watched him take the wad of cash out, count it, give it back to him and then give him another one. And be like, all right, like you must be just that, that, and you've already covered your whatever, whatever costs you have. Mm-hmm. That's your income. I was like, I need to move to Vegas. People's, people's desire to, or people's um, preparedness to spend money. Darren once sold two Q-Jump tickets to people who'd already bought tickets. So they'd paid for tickets to a New Year's Eve party. This is years ago at Riverside. And they didn't want to wait in the queue. Remembering the queue's moving like quick. If you don't have to take money off someone outside of a nightclub and they're just bloop. Just letting them bloop, in. Bloop. Like you literally just get your tickets out, scan it, stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you usually don't need to get your ID out either because your ID has been verified through the purchase. And two guys from London didn't want to wait in the queue and paid Darren £50 each on top of £10 each ticket entry. So that's £120 for two entries. I suppose like there's a there's this feeling on the night out, isn't there, that people like people get sucked into this idea that like I need to spend money to show off. Which is why like mm. you know that when someone buys a bottle Great for people like him. But... Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> but like the fact it's an event, isn't it? Like you have people coming out with the shows. With, well, I mean we, we capitalise on that on a Friday at Candy Pants, right? Like that's the whole point. You can spend sixty five pounds or a hundred pounds on a mid level or high level bottle of vodka and have the entire room's music change and a bunch of pretty girls put on fluffy animal heads and carry boards out that have got your name on. It's the just pure peacocking. Mm. And like more people have done spend sixty quid. I tell you what, like, I, anyone I, in the room could do that, can't they? Yeah. So they can. But otherwise they what, shouldn't be. What's there. really cool is when you see a oh, cool. What's really interesting in a nightclub is when you see two competing groups of males that have got a high amount of disposable cash <laughs> and they just start outspending. <laughs> have oh, you witnessed that? Like, oh, it? yeah. And that's that's when you see the club because we don't take the money, right? Like, it's fun for us to watch, but I'm like, none of, like, those 10 bottles of Ace of Spades at three grand, that three grand, none of that's going in my pocket. But you see, apparently I've heard some stories of mobs where this has gone through the roof and you've got two competing big groups of guys and one will get five grand show seven grand show, 10 grand show. And it's like a game of chicken of like, all right, okay, yeah, you think you've got that much money. No, no, like bigger, bigger, bigger. Oh, what's the largest What's the largest bottle of uh, vodka that you've got? What's the biggest bottle of champagne? What's the most expensive show? And you just have these two sort of dick measures. interesting because they, they don't go initially for the, the top one. It's like an so, auction. So, yeah, which is ridiculous. Like it's, it, it's like, oh, bollocks, okay, I need to go a bit more. As opposed to just like, Hundred round. Have a nice time. <laughs> Where someone spends five hundred. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Well, what if he does one hundred and five? Million. 
That's <laughs> maybe millions. So there'll be something that they just can't cater for. It's like I want to spend five hundred grand. So I'm sorry, we don't have. We haven't got anything morning. for you. Yeah. Like apart from just scaling the volume. Since it opens once, you're like, I'm going to stock one bottle of really good stuff just what? in case. So here's the, here's the thing with that. So, so then top, you get a bidding. Oh, shit, top Top Palace. Two. Top Top Palace had a like a five liter bottle of Ace of Spades, I think, which is I want to say twenty grand. Jesus. But the problem is you've got 20 grand of your business tied up in one fucking bottle. Yeah. Like that's yeah. 20 grand of money tied up in that. Just in case some big yeah. dick comes to... And you're like, like, you need to sell it just to pay you think, oh, well, the, 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 liquidity, the liquidity this month's a little bit tight and you're eyeing up this fucking 20 grand liability it's, that's just it's, sat there. Because you can't even like sell it at, in a rush either. You can't no. be like... Oh, oh we'll, sell it, we'll sell it for 18 I this week. the problem yeah. is selling it at all. Isn't it? It went. Oh, it went in the really? end. Yeah, it went in the end. Someone did it. To what, 50 cent or something? <laughs> no, I don't think he paid for any of his drinks when he was there. Can you believe the 50 cent's been to Top Top Palace? And didn't pay for his drinks? <laughs> that's, that's the primary, the primary driver that... <laughs> I should be a rapper. Get free drinks. I don't even drink. I think um, if you were really... Consistent, serious enough about it, you could get to the point of being a rapper. <laughs> it would all be facetious, obviously, but if, if it just you could just Alfred your way to being a rapper if you like write. Okay, this is single minded goal. Do a do an impact map. Seven so notes. <laughs> just <laughs> just go all the way to rapper. Get coaching. Out, out, get coaching. Outsource your lyric your lyric writing. Lyricist. Find a course on OSend. Find a course to like get a haircut and all that but stuff. You'd still have to be putting out daily videos, wouldn't you? You'd have to get on, video mandine. Of you rapping? Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to, like, yo, have to get Dean to, to help. Scooby on the mic. Scooby on the mic. I'm gonna put I'm gonna throw another one in here because we're talking about nights out and this one kind of jumps in with the right amount. So um when you're on a night out and you're drunk, but you can't work out how drunk you are, it's very difficult. Like you think, Oh, how much have I had to drink? Like, I feel quite wrecked, but reflectively mm-hmm. in that moment it's actually quite hard. So the <laughs> best approach for that is try and work out if you can remember things that have happened recently in the night and then eventually you get really good at improving your memory while you're drunk no no <laughs> that's not what happened not in my Build experience the compensatory mechanism yeah that's not that's not what happens in my experience if you try and remember what ha- what's recently happened when you're drunk and you can't remember it what that means is you're probably not going to be able to remember what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And if you know that that level of memory loss equates <coughs> to too much alcohol is being and, consumed. And not having a good time. If you can't remember it, then... Mm. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. GoPro. There you go. So it's a bit of a philosophical point that if you can't remember having a good time, was it still a good time? So is it Darren Brown doing? talks about that. Oh, okay. Remembered self and experienced I'll have, self. To, I'll have to read the book. Um, I always go to the toilet. You want to go to the toilet? I always go to the toilet when I'm thinking, like, how much I've had to drink. Because if you go to the toilet... That's quiet. There's and you try and have a wee. Standing in a pool of wee. There's a, there's a moment of like, wing all over okay. The floor. Mm. Like, that's, is, that's a good point because that's like a, that's like base, base camp. Yeah. Like I've weed before. we plenty of times before. Yeah. So I know how this should feel. Mm. I'm by myself. There's no loud music. Mm-hmm. Like there's someone trying to offer me aftershave and, and stuff like that. <laughs> no, much, bit. not too much stimulus. But like there's, yeah. uh, it's a fairly quiet time. I'm like, let's just do You're it. in a Petri dish, aren't you? Just do let's see what the Let's see what the culture has. Mm. I hate nightclub toilets. The, the, you're standing in the, like Lexi. an inch layer of wheat. There's the guy pressuring you to buy mm. stuff, and he's like, uh, "You're like, look, I, I'm not. Look, mate, you, like, if I don't want to wash my hands, that's my that's my decision. <laughs> well, like, you wash your hands, and they, they hand you a towel, and you're like, no, no, I'll get my own towel. 
because we've still never been on a proper night out. Proper, like yeah, yeah. yeah I think we said to. two years ago we were going to do it. I did. We, 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 we've done a few, but they, we haven't gone like. There was a time we went to that. It's the only time I've ever been to that club. Jalou, Jalou, and you drank the really strong Ray Nephews eighty oh, percent overproof yeah. honey, and then you had whiskey and honey with. So Chris was like, "Do you want a drink?" He said, "I'll, I'll, I'll just have a water." And he was like, "Right." Pick a drink or I'm picking you one. And I was like, no, no, really. And then he turned around with a double shot of this 80% rum and then a double Jack Daniels and Coke afterwards. And you, you drink the rum and it just hits you. And you're like, oh, no, I've got to cycle back now. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> that you like, were cycling. Like I made you text me when you got in. I was like, uh, you're going to have to text me and let <laughs> me know. Do not die. Okay. It was, it was the, it was, you sipped it. That's what I remember really clearly about that. Oh, yeah, because it was like, like I've was seen, I've seen people drink that and be immediately sick. <laughs> and you just went... Mm, yeah yeah it's quite strong <laughs> yeah yeah it's quite strong get rid of it we've just ruined our palates with years of horrible supplements and mm. like hydrolyzed casein so my life hack is so here are the keyboard shortcuts for YouTube if you're watching this on nice. YouTube nice honestly so return to the start zero skip through 10, 20, 30% 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 etc so the number keys double speed or half speed is shift and the greater than or less than symbol. And you can keep tapping them to go all the way up to two times speed or all the way down to 0.25 speed. K is pause. J is back. Space is also pause. Space is also pause. Space sometimes jumps down. Jumps you down. Yeah. yeah. Um, K is more reliable at least. (laughs) Um, J moves back 10 seconds. L moves forward 10 seconds. And with those, you're just a keyboard wizard. The reason I'm so obsessed with keyboard shortcuts is that they minimise being a, a a Packard bell and having to, like, move the mouse. Do what I do, basically. Well, so it's why we were talking about, like, the trackpad speed and just mm. moving it up to the max and just... If you've not done that, you may have missed Life Hacks 101. Like, immediately now, go to the top corner of your MacBook because you're using a MacBook because you are a sane human. <laughs> and press on the Apple System Preferences trackpad and move your trackpad speed up at least two All the notches. way to the max. Uh, no, you will overshoot. You, it's diminishing return. Uh, not sorry, diminishing returns. It's a, a very, very short period of not being able to click on anything. So yeah, so experience the trial by fire, go to the max, deal with a day of discomfort, and then suddenly realise that everyone when else... You acclim- when you acclimatise, when you go back to using someone else's laptop, it feels pedestrian. Mm. You're like... It's, it's ridiculous, yeah, you're having to like... So it shouldn't take more than one... To get to way corner to, to corner, mate. Like, half think, the trackpad. I think if it's if it's someone's going, then your trackpad's wrong. What is going on? But so I I recently, in fact, two days ago, went through and set loads of Alfred snippets and and set up a lot of Alfred. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I, I had a moment where I was like, you know what, Fuck it, do it. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's right. I can't remember what I was doing, but I was typing something. I was like, that that's the fourth <laughs> time I've written that today. Or like trying to it's, find a link, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so it, it, you know what it was. It was trying to find a login for a client's piece of software mm. and I, I know that so I, I saved it to Evernote and then I was like why have I saved it to Evernote so that I can go back to Evernote again yeah. to copy it again yeah. to so I was like I'm I mean once you've start. even even once you've copied it once if it's a short period of time you don't need to make it's it in, because it's in the clipboard it's in manager the clipboard, yeah. if it's in the last 200 things that you've copied yeah. then which it, it almost certainly is I want infinite <laughs> I want infinity copy oh really I want infinity copy I think that's gonna like, back up a little, but yeah. it's fine. Cloud, cloud-based the infinity. Pull it, pull do, the. Do you need infinity, or, or do, could you just go a thousand or like yeah, two thousand? Okay, okay, okay. Well, infinity copy would just be snippets, wouldn't it? No, almost. 
Like if you know what you're searching for, which you'd have to for Infinity Copy. Good point. They just but, but set up you system. do mean in, infinite clipboard, pay, clipboard yeah. entries. There's not a thing called Infinity Copy. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, you no. Are, <laughs> no. Oh my God, I need that. Uh, right, I'm going to do another one because... Oh, it's awesome. Thank you. Sorry. Um, I don't think we've done much on sleeping. Can we do one on your top knot, please? Video guy Dean, could you just move in on no. <laughs> on Johnny's hair, please, if that's okay? I don't like it. A little bit closer. I don't like it. Thank you. It looks great. Look at the camera, please, Johnny, for me. There you go. I think you look fantastic. The problem is you haven't got rid of the sides. That's not my fault. It's a, it's a, it's a key commitment in it's the process. All, I'm not, I have no involvement in it at all. The head, my hairdresser has, so this was something we were learning today about outsourcing. Yep. That when you're outsourcing to someone who's an expert, don't interfere with their process. Yeah, fine. Like telling D to zoom in, like D knows what he's doing. Fuck off, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you are, you, do you know what it is? So what right. you say is you, the desired effect, the desired outcome, and then get out of the way. Fuck the fuck off. Yeah. So I said, I want a top knot. She was like, don't worry. Leave it, leave it with She me. gave me a grace period, which I'm now way out of. I mean, oh, there was, there was a 40 period. day, there was a 14 day cooling off period <laughs> in which under consumer law, you could have stopped the process. Yeah. That's back now, intuitive. yeah, very good. Sorted me out. Um, interesting that you say we haven't done much stuff on sleep because the podcast, which is coming out in two days time, which will probably be about three weeks ago when this gets broadcast is with Dr. Greg Potter from the University of Leeds, PhD in sleep and chrononutrition. He is one of the UK's leading sleep researchers and we did two hours on optimising sleep. It's like the, do you know, it's like the supplementary information to Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep. It's okay. fucking great. Very so this, my, my tip is not necessarily, because I think where there's lots of people now with tips on like set your fixed wake up time, make sure your room's dark, all that sort of shit. And like, Lying for it. in an ideal world, yeah, yeah. like you, your sleep's just this, Seamless integration. Algorithmic existence. But most people, it's not. It's a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. But there are so many people that I know who complain of, like, you wake up and you, like, have a moment, like, you get out of bed, like, (laughs) a sore back, sore neck. I've slept on my shoulder funny. Like, oh, my arm's numb. I'm going to have to piggyback off yours in a second. I'm going to have to piggyback off yours. (laughs) You've opened up a complete (laughs) fucking Pandora's box of optimization. And then those people get out of bed and then they go and try and squat or lift weights. And you're like... Is this Dab? What does Dab do this? What well, Dab's pretty good actually. Is he? Yeah, it was actually Gemma who I was speaking to, and she was like, she showed me oh. the showed me the way that she lay in bed when she was sleeping. And I was like, do you not wake up and feel knackered? Fucked. I was like on, was, on the front like it's that, like it's like it's like free fall skydiver. Okay, so there were three Throwing. videos that um, skydiver is always free falling, isn't he? She it base jumper they yeah. them they. um. Three videos by Kelly Starette. M. Ward. That, yeah, that talk about um, rolling up a towel and sliding it in the pillowcase. So you have pillow, towel roll. Towel roll sits here, supports your neck, and then the pillow supports your head. So that basically, if you imagine that, you're like that in bed. So complete alignment. Midline. Shoulder is back, not down. Like most people sleep. And you wake up and you're like, ah. My neck doesn't my neck doesn't hurt anymore. So, so I've started doing that since you recommended it. Without the towel though, I didn't, I didn't know about the towel. The towel's bit. key, is it? Because I've got a, I've got an IKEA pillow that has a like a head. Yeah, okay, so, that's interesting. But it's, it's lovely. So, right? but I think what's key, I think what's key to do with sleeping posture. We didn't cover sleeping posture in the uh, the much in the podcast with uh, Greg. 
what you do instead of, if you can imagine that I'm laid on the bed, I think that I'm right, tell me if I'm wrong here. You, instead of having the pillow like this, you sweep the pillow down so it's like that. Yeah. And then you turn over. So ideally, you, goes ideally you want two pillows like that. Watch, just watch the video. So what... Kelly, Kelly talked about it. Are you ready for me to level this up? Video guiding, before you leave, we will get footage of this. In my bed now, I have a pregnancy pillow. Have you seen these? The ones that you hug. Have you seen? It's a big U. It's a huge oh, U shape. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I have seen them. So all, the, one. all that that is, is something for you to hook in between your legs on either side, something for you to hook under your arm on either side. And then you just take the arm out and roll and go under. And it's always between your legs. So I am the sober. most single man <laughs> in the world. I have a king-size bed and there's no spare room in it. So you know what? Like, okay, we really have opened up the, the full box here. <laughs> Fucking hell. So Becca, my girlfriend, was having a conversation with some people at her work about what size beds people sleep in. Yeah. Because someone had said to her that a double bed is sufficient for a couple, which is absolute horseshit. Like, I totally agree. You, like, I'm, you, I'm not a large man and I still... Well, because you don't... No one, like, gets in bed and does that and <laughs> yeah. requires no extra room. Like, you, you move around and you need enough room to... Have like your own space in a bed. Mm. Like What's the, when was the last sleep on a single bed? Oh, they're tiny. It's, it's awful. Absolutely yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. You yeah. fall off. What's like, the um? What's the statistic about what two single beds put together are? It's a super king, I believe. So a super so my bed, which I paid six hundred pounds for the mattress, just the mattress mm-hmm. for from Eve, which is a king, mm-hmm. is still not as big. As a single bed, it might maybe a king is two singles. I don't know. Right. Okay. But, but in yeah. that region, so what you're saying is that a single bed gives one person more room than yeah. a king bed gives two. So now obviously you can cut into each other's space and overlap more effectively. Yeah. But the effective point that you're saying is if you're anything under what is what's one down from a king like a queen. Mm-hmm. It's basically like in the gulag. So it's, yeah, and then above a super king, <laughs> the which, gulag. Which is so annoying. I didn't. So I have a super king. The yeah. Eve mattress do a seven foot by seven foot bed. That's a that's it's a, a big cloud. square. That's yeah. sleeping in a cloud, isn't it? <laughs> that means that you could do a forward roll and you still be in not the bed. fall off the bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, but one of the problems so what, there what is would just you hack? so the, the head thing. The head thing, and then um, so there's there's basically three videos that Kelly talks about sleeping. So one is assessing the firmness of your mattress. So one of the tests is lie on your back, and what most people do is they default into extension and so they bend one leg. Mm -hmm. So if you lie on your mattress and immediately bend one leg, you'll probably wake up with a a sore lower back in the morning Mm -hmm. is a pretty good test. So you want you, you want to be able to almost sit in a, in a dish. This is all according to him. Yeah. The other one is, um, either having, so if you can't get out of that position, you can't buy a new mattress pillow under your hamstrings or like you were saying, if you're lying on your side, pillow between your legs. And then the other one is that one. Should we, because we've got onto being an extension in bed, should we discuss what we were talking about just before the podcast began, Scope, which sure. is we're referring to, well, I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. Okay. Well, j- just before we do, so this was the, um, the piggyback on Johnny's, uh, okay. <laughs> Johnny's sleeping one. So as unpopular as it's been with my girlfriend, <laughs> I've started sleeping on the floor recently. Has she slept on the floor yet? 
Yeah, once. Oh, so you've broken she it. Was nearly yeah, a deal breaker. Broken it. it. Oh, it, it she gen- threatened to break up with you. Yeah, I remember she was, she was genuinely saying, really Yusuf, upset about it. I know you want to do this, but for God's sake, you're going to lose your relationship. Don't jeopardize your relationship. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that much of an issue, but it really was. Yeah, so I've I got a thin I got a mattress topper, which was basically the reason behind that is to protect the joints from the direct impact with with the floor. But the idea is that when you sleep on a very soft mattress, you sink in. And it's you, you. There's no impetus to relax, and so it's very easy to maintain that tension when you're sleeping. Which it sounds quite converse, right? That something soft doesn't help help you in relaxing. It it does sound converse, and then so I suppose the, the the example is you need to think of like when you, if someone gives you a massage, or you get a dentist, like a dentist has to drill your tooth with something harder than your tooth, or mm. so what what you're F- doing foam is, rolling, I suppose foam rolling, yeah, yeah. You're using something harder than than the thing you're trying to loosen. And so when you're lying on the floor, uh, you you have to release that tension so that your body can shape to the floor. Mm. And so the idea is you do that and it's more in line with how tribal um, populations sleep and they have a much lower incidence of musculoskeletal injury and, and postural problems. Now, yeah, of course, like we do so many other bad movement habits that also probably contribute to that, but we sleep for, and this, this was Johnny's, thing to me it was like you need to spend like you spend a third of your life sleeping so it makes sense to spend the most money on your bed followed by the things that workstation, you constantly have on you as a workstation blah, blah, blah. yeah so I've been doing it for a month so far five six weeks I wake up before my alarm every day now I get out of bed not feeling stiff and the only downside is like you've got a long way to get up like you <laughs> as soon as you wake up you're like you can't just. You've got to do legs a burpee. Around. Yeah, you got to do a burpee. You can't How just swing you your get legs around. Do you get hands and knees and then start it from there, or do uh, you? I do double backflip and then right. But it's and you don't step because you lose a point, don't you? Yeah, so sometimes I do a single if if it's like a rough day or whatever. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how how I physically get up, but I think I would roll over hands and knees and stand up. I think that's also the way that I would do it. I'd want to stand up on the mattress topper. I wouldn't want to go on a bare floor. Yeah. That's savage. I'm not, I'm not a fucking Yeah, animal. we're not barbarians. Mm. Yeah. But, so you're yeah. liking it though? Liking it so far. I'm going to do a video on it and like cover the full. And you've also gained 10 kilos of muscle, lost 5 kilos of fat. Yeah, it's all probably good. <laughs> um, can we talk about the extension in bed? We'll finish on this. What was the... Um, it's a girl. But what, what, what was the, the context for it? It was just... It's, a, it's bad form. I was cracking Johnny's back. Yep. Johnny said, I look like someone who's... Um, you look like a female f- who's got poor mobility and is enjoying <laughs> being penetrated from behind. In yeah. a, it, or a dog having a poo. Or a dog having a poo. Yeah. Those are the two things you And I mean, like. when, when, as a woman, in a particular sexual position, you can be equated to a dog having a poo, there's a, there should be some alarm bells going. But so, so that's, it's inefficient. Because you're, you're, when, can you, when you can go, you, can you example for the people that are watching for me, please? I, not on YouTube. I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. There's a, there's a certain, uh, there's a, a lower limit. <laughs> I think we're, we're hitting the lower limit, but going into, going into flexion. So lumbar flexion, tucking the, the belly Elvis, under. Under. So the arched back in, on all fours. Females yeah, on all fours. How would Kit Lachlan say it? Arch the back, tuck the tail, tuck the tail underneath. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a great yoga position, but you're moving your vagina away from 
whoever's trying to get in. So, um, like, animals will all go into extension. It's like it's the the natural thing, but I think we've overridden that as humans. And so, well, I mean, the, and the solution obviously it is poor mobility, and and so one one of the solutions people do is they put a pillow underneath if the if if a woman is lying on her back, but. It is the, I mean, is, you know, from a guy's perspective as well, women presumably won't know this. You don't see sex from a guy's perspective. But to see a girl in flexion on all fours is one of the least attractive sights known to man. We just think, like, needs Ronwood. You do? You need to spend a little bit more time in Puppy Dog. Because if you Which were spend, is, Don't we all? No. Hands down. Chin. Chin up and through. So, extension. Extension, girls. When you're on all fours. The, the reason I didn't do it is because I know that Dean's going to make it the thumbnail of the video. <laughs> <laughs> me, me just on the couch in between, in, in full spinal 4K, slow-mo, 3D, Oculus. Yeah. I was like, but I you know, we, you know we talk about leaving the world a better place. That would just be... That would be good. a real better place. <laughs> that would be leaving this podcast better than when you found it. And the, the, the way Johnny uses Alfred so efficiently in this one single domain, which is... He's got a bank of pictures of me in ridiculous situations that will just get fired out. Fine. Well, that could have been added to the library, so you protected yourself there. Um, thank you very much for watching. Some good I've, I'm going to man- sell them to anyone who wants some good ones. Yeah. A, we could do an OnlyFans. Have you heard of OnlyFans? So OnlyFans is... It's like legal softcore porn for girls that need money for Instagram. Okay. So you know the girls that like upload photos that are like really, really suggestive. Mm-hmm. You can get the uncensored ones on OnlyFans. What's it? And you, you get you get like a monthly subscription. Yeah, for pretty it. much. Yeah, and you can pay to chat with them as well and stuff like that. Okay. Um. So, so yeah, step away from cam girl, right? Yeah, one step down from fucking yourself on camera, essentially. Yeah. But one bonus tip just before we go. Throw it in. It, so I bought a blender recently. We're making a lot of smoothies. Palmer violets in any smoothie. <laughs> Is incredible. When you say palmer violets, describe exactly what they look like to so you. They, they look like big purple tablets. Like, like right, so it's exactly what I thought they were. They taste like, like flour. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they look like erythrocytes, like just like a big purple what's, what's, red blood cell, like the, the, the donut <laughs> thing. And Medicine is slowly seeping into your life, and you don't <laughs> even unable to operate without yeah. it happening, aren't you? <laughs> so palmer violets, fresh mint, and pineapple. Best drink I've ever had. So, what's the that, macros that on that? Ice cream. Oh, just 100, 100, 100. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ice cream you gave us the other evening. Like, I would never have picked that. Like, really? Never. They've discontinued it, and I was so upset. It's beautiful. What, since we bought lemon, it. Yeah. Lemon, L- rum, and mint. Lime, rum, and mint, yeah. Lime, yeah. Tesco's finest. Brilliant. I was blown away. Really, really nice. Um, I had little bits of, like, honey, raisin, honey lime or it's something. It's the last time any of us are ever going to have it. Unfortunately. Well, what a way, way, way for it to go. Yeah, true. I mean, well, it's um, now going to exist on the internet forever. Yeah. yeah. Tesco, if you're watching, sort it out. Bring it back for, for God's sake. Uh, right. Thank you very much for listening. I have got more life hacks on my screen than ones I've gone through today. So 106 we'll probably try and get done soon. Life fails needs to be done. I think we've got at least another five to ten life hacks episodes yeah. before we well, all I, th- well, the, I don't think we're ever going to be all well, out. Because they always, they always build, don't they? <laughs> they keep yeah. coming up, yeah. yeah. The like, optimizer. Two of mine were books that I've read in the last month. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Do you know what True. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if you have any life hacks that you think that we should feature, fire them in the comments below. If you're on YouTube, head to YouTube if you're not, and please subscribe. If you have a good Philips Hue setup and you think we're a bunch of idiots... 
If you want that to argue with us about the fact that smart homes aren't for arseholes, fine. I will argue with any of them. Like, it's it'd be a good discussion to have. Yeah. So Fine, I'll Skype you. I'll Skype you. One, I'll Skype you 1v1. 1v1. I swear <laughs> to God, mate, I will wreck you. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to do next? What's the next one that we've got coming up? We haven't actually scheduled what the next topic's going to the, be. The second part of relationships. Relationships 102 we'll do moving forward. Uh, bloody hell. Honesty, weight training. Life fails. We've done Life, honesty. How to get strong. No. How to get strong. Yeah, you want to do. Okay. Um, have you seen the CrossFit Games have now removed regionals? I saw something about that today. Chalk talk. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I'm not really too sure. They're going to ha- basically have kind of like two opens, it looks like, to kind of spread the net a little wider. And I don't really understand if I'm honest, but there's a lot of... Well, so you go open then like... Elite open. Second open. Yeah, so it's online qualifier again, basically. So it allows more people to compete at that mid-level. Dropping their overhead, aren't they? Bastard. Dropping Not that overhead. No. That's anyway. overhead that sits on, a, on your P&L. Thanks very much. Make sure that you press subscribe. Please give me a five-star rating. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, check out Prop and Fitness Dean. We'll make it appear here and here and here and here and here. <laughs> okay, bye then. Thank you. Okay, bye then. Bye.